In the name of Jesus. Amen. Fear. It leads us to all manner of sin and evil. Fear. It does not trust the promise of God. Fear tells us that we have to take matters into our own hands. Fear sees enemies around every corner. And fear, it alienates us and causes us to speak ill of our neighbor. It causes us to speak ill of people that Jesus came to save. Fear, it was thick in the air when our Lord pursued his passion. Fear would rise up. Fear would scream, crucify, crucify. Fear would seek to make deals in order to save face. I will release to you Jesus and crucify this criminal Barabbas. Fear would fight, it would whip, it would mock, spit, and deride the object that it was afraid of. Fear would cause trusted friends to deny a friendship as the mouth of Peter called down curses upon himself saying, I do not know the man. Fear. It led mankind to trust a lie. A lie that says that freedom comes from killing God. Fear. It is what surrounded the passion of Jesus. Jesus, however, was not afraid. John wanted to make it, a, make it crystal clear in his account of the gospel. John was a close witness to Jesus on the Mount of Olives when he prayed, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. But what, not what I will, what you will. In fact, John is the only gospel John is the only gospel writer who was an eyewitness to that prayer. But John does not record the prayer. John does not deny that prayer, but John wants us to know that Jesus was resolute. John did not contradict the gospel accounts before him, but he wanted to remove all doubt in us that would lead us to believe that Jesus wavered in his conviction. In John's gospel, he wants you to know that when everyone else is afraid and when everyone is acting out of control, Jesus is unafraid and Jesus is in complete control. Speaking about his passion, John recounts that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay my life down for the sheep. Jesus said, no one takes it from me, 
but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to pick it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And in another place in John's Gospel, Jesus is recorded saying, Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid his life down for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. You see, Jesus was in control, and Jesus' motive was love. And even if, according to the flesh, Jesus felt fear, as other gospel writers accounted, fear did not rule Jesus' actions. Love was the motivation behind Jesus' actions. He was doing what love does. He was fulfilling the scriptures. He was keeping the promise of God that he would deliver mankind from the wages of his sin. Jesus came to take away the condemnation that our sins deserve. Jesus came to keep a promise. And Jesus was in complete control. In the garden, John notes Judas' betrayal. He notes that Jesus said this, would, this also would happen. And he noted that a band of soldiers and some of the chief priests and officers came with torches and they came to Jesus with weapons. But John also takes away any illusion that they had any power over Jesus, who is the I Am. For as Jesus spoke his name, the soldiers with their torches, they fell to the ground. And when Peter tried to attack the enemy with a sword out of fear of losing control, Jesus assured him that everything was in his hands. Jesus said to Peter, put away your sword, put it in its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Jesus gave himself over to the binding and to the arrest of the soldiers. He was going to his death as the Holy Spirit had led the high priest Caiaphas to prophesy. And as Peter in the court of the high priest denied Jesus, it only proved that everything was going just as Jesus said it would. The disciples deserted him and Peter denied him, but Jesus remained true and resolute. The actions of men all sprang from fear, but Jesus' actions, they welled up from love that was keeping his promise and fulfilling the word of the Lord. Jesus said that he would be lifted up as the Jews and Pilate went back and forth and they only proved once again that our Lord was in control. Pilate said to the Jews, take him yourself and judge him by your laws. And the Jews said to him, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. 
This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he would die. And as Pilate, out of fear, sought to release Jesus, while at the same time, Pilate, out of fear of the crowds, tried to make them happy, he shared with, Jesus shared with him that his purposes were being filled. He said, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. You know, truth, it is not afraid of lies. Lies are afraid of the truth, for the truth exposes them. Lies have to protect the one who speaks them. But Jesus speaks the truth. And he is not afraid to shine in the darkness that our lives have created. John recorded Jesus when he said, This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds be exposed. But whoever does what is right comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. Jesus came to carry the promise of the Father. Jesus came to carry the love of God. He came to lay down his life he is God in our flesh, and he came to die our death. He was despised. He was rejected by men. He was a man of sorrows, and he was acquainted with grief. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that has brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Every one of us has turned. You could say that we have turned in our fear to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon Jesus the iniquity of us all. Pilate, out of fear, turned Jesus over to be flogged and ultimately to be crucified. And even as the soldiers stripped Jesus and nailed him to the cross. Jesus was in control, fulfilling his word, just as he said he would. And as his mother, some women, and John himself, looked on in horror as Jesus was dying, Jesus made provision for his mother, and he prayed 
for the forgiveness of his enemies. He was still in control. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said once again to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. As John said at the beginning of Jesus' passion account, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And as Jesus' body hung lifeless on the tree, Soldiers were sent to make sure that he was dead. And one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And at once there came out of Jesus' body, blood and water. Jesus was dead. But from his body flowed the life of his bride, the church. In the water of baptism, Jesus unites those who receive this gift to his death. That is, we are united to his love that led him to that place. And those who are born anew in their baptism They drink from the cup of his blood in the Holy Supper. From his death, from his love, springs our life. Our sin is taken away because the sinless one became sin for us. John wants you to know that Jesus did all of this willingly. Jesus came to take away your fear and to take away all the sins that your fears lead you to commit. His perfect love comes to cast away all fear. That is good news. In our world today, fear seems to be ruling once again. The world is afraid of a disease that we cannot see. This fear has caused all sorts of turmoil. Many of us are afraid of the disease. Many of us are afraid of sharing the disease. Many of us are afraid of the responses that officials have made in in response to the disease. And many of us are now afraid of our neighbors. Like people were during the passion of our Lord, everyone seems to be acting in fear. We are afraid that no one is in control. Well, my friends, as he was on the way to his cross... Jesus is still in control.
We cannot see, we cannot understand what is going on. But Jesus is still working all things for our good. Jesus is still doing what love does. He is still calling people to the waters of baptism that flowed from his love. He is still bidding thirsty sinners to drink of the cup of salvation. He is still bidding starving, dying people like you and I to eat of the bread of life. The reality is, things only appear to be out of control. The reality is, Jesus is still keeping his word. The reality is, Jesus is still bearing witness to the truth that will make you free indeed. The Friday that we remember, it was dark. It was awful. But above all, it was good. And that Friday has made every day after it good as well. Even this day is a day that the Lord has made. Even this day, I will rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of the one who loved us to the very end. Amen.